Welcome to the first episode of Arete. I'm here with Jason Brooks. Hey, Jason. Hello. He says, <laughs> we're, uh, we're starting this new podcast. Uh, we're never, never created a podcast together. Both of us have been independent podcasters, uh, done a lot of different projects through the podcasting medium. And uh, we just decided that it might be good as we were missing podcasting, both of us were missing the art of podcasting and doing it itself and missing our friendship and our ability to discuss um, kind of wild and woolly and maybe meta topics. And I just had this idea that maybe Jason would be interested in getting together and doing something more consistent and, um, and to start talking about topics that, that uh, I'm always spending my time considering and thinking about. And I'm pretty sure Jason spends a lot of time considering and thinking about, and I know we're sort of operating in our own independent worlds. And I thought, well, here's a good friend of mine who is a coach. Um, he's a runner. He's a really, as I said, a really good friend. Um, maybe these conversations will be something that people will find useful. So this first introductory episode is us kind of trying out um, our legs, feeling out uh, what the what the first few what the first few laps might be of whatever this project is. So if it's a little bumpy, the road's a little bumpy, be be patient with us. Um, I'm sure there'll be some bumps, but I'm also pretty sure there'll be some moments where you want to put your hands in the air and look, say, look, Mon, no hands, because um, that's how we're rolling with this thing. Um, so, Jason, why don't you give folks an idea of your background and um, in case they don't know you, um, there'll be people that are coming to this podcast because of you. There'll be people coming to this podcast because of me. There'll be maybe people coming to this podcast. I know there's at least two people I know who are coming to this podcast for us. <laughs> so why don't you give folks who might not know who you are um, just a short little background on yourself? Sure thing. And uh, we'll probably get deeper into this as we talk about today's primary topic of, of worldview, uh, because obviously our backgrounds shape a lot of that. But I am, uh, for those who don't know me, a 40-year-old white dude, uh, a husband, and a father to a nine-year-old boy. Um, I, I grew up in Austin, Texas in the 90s, 80s and 90s, like a suburban, lower <clears throat> middle-class kid um, without a father for most of my youth. And so... Uh, it was a little rough growing up, but uh, today I enjoy a life of privilege, <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> and so that that I guess is me in a snapshot. I am a former Marine. I'm an Iraq combat veteran. I'm a two-time University of Texas Longhorn alumni, um, and uh, yeah, I live in Austin now, but I'm moving to Colorado May 9th. so. That's that's like a big writing a new chapter in life. So so that part's going on right now for me. Uh, and uh, yeah, I've done some podcasting before, and I'm looking forward to this largely because we uh, we're gonna we're going to explore uh, esoteric, ethereal, mystical, spiritual funky, off-the-wall <laughs> topics, ideas, concepts, and um, 
it'll be a very conversational style podcast. And so here I am. Cool. Thank you. Um, can you give folks a little bit of background on your running? Because I do think that one of the main things that will that people will kind of come to this podcast at least for, I'm not expecting people to come to this podcast for our deep philosophical thinking or our uh, full-on exposition of uh, psychological topics and Jung's um, shadow and the individuation, although we'll probably talk about things like that. But my guess yeah. is that most people are going to find us because they're runners and we're going to be bringing this back around to the running topic. So give folks a little bit of a background on your running. Yeah, um, the relevant part of my background, right? I I grew up running. Um, <laughs> basketball was my first passion in athletics, and uh, basketball. You know, my my life's greatest ambition and aspiration was to play basketball for the Texas Longhorns. And um, I was a late bloomer, so I did not make the cut in high school. And uh, I, I kind of quit sports after that. I ran because the coaches made me growing up because I was really good at it. And um, I was mile, mile and a half runner through middle school. And then I kind of gave up on it in high school. Uh, there was a period from like 14 years old to 21 where I only ran if I was running from the cops. And then I enlisted in the Marine Corps. <laughs> And I had to do some running for that, but not a whole lot, just a couple of times a year. But I uh, I got into running a lot more uh, in, from 2004 to 2007 uh, as I was spending a lot of my time in Iraq and um, had, had a decent amount of downtime. And so I thought uh, with nothing better to do, I'd pour my time into to my health and fitness. And so... 2007, getting out of the Marine Corps, I got back into running. Um, I ran the Austin Marathon. A friend hit me up from the Marine Corps and was just like, hey, you want to run the Austin Marathon? And I was like, yeah, fuck it. We're Marines, right? It'll be totally fine. Uh, I, I went into that. My longest lifetime run was seven miles. So it was a rough go at about mile 18. <laughs> Everything hurt really bad, and it was a walk, jog, shuffle kind of last eight miles. Um, and I ran a three and a half hour marathon, so I was like, I don't know, that's kind of good. I wonder what I could do if I trained for it. So I ran Chicago later that year. I ran three hours and eleven seconds, and then I went for a trail run a couple of months later, and I <clears throat> never really returned. To competitive road running after that I spent I've spent the last that was 2007 15 years pretty much as a trail runner uh, a lot of my time ultra running I, I kind of spent a long block specializing in the 50k um, and I I had a pretty good career at it I won most of the 50k races in Texas set a lot of course records mostly through Tejas Trails, which was the primary operation in Texas for a while. Um, but then in 2009, I branched out into some mountain trail running and uh, won the men's 25 to 29 age group at the Pikes Peak Marathon in 2009. So I started, started to kind of like branch out a little bit 
more into national competitive running, but never got, never got too into it. Um, so 2014, my wife and I started spectrum trail racing and we, we hosted up to 12 or 13 races across central Texas. Um, and I kept, I kept running through that time. We, we eventually took over a rogue trail series for the rogue running community. Uh, so I'll give you some highlights, some notable highlights. I finished fourth in the Canadian death race in 2017. It was my first like big ultra marathon run. In 2018, I came in, I think, sixth in the US ATF 100K trail championships at Bandera um, and almost broke nine hours in that race, which would have been a notable accomplishment if you pay attention to that sort of thing. And then in 2019, I set a men's unsupported FKT on the Wonderland Trail. Um, and then I have since then been trying uh, unsuccessfully to conquer the Nolan's 14 challenge in the Sawatch Mountains in, central, in the Central Rockies of Colorado. Um, so I don't do much racing anymore. I'm more of like into the adventures, um, an FKT maybe here and there, if it sounds interesting. Um, and I, yeah. And then I've been coaching on and off with Rogue since about 2016. I guess that's cool. Oh, thank you. That's a, uh, I think that will give people a lot of really great context for, um, for how, first of all, the differences in some of our perspectives, because I started running at a really, really young age and was very, very competitive for a long time. Um, you and I both ran Pikes Peak at different years, really, really similarly positioned, I think, where we were both that sub four hour time, right? Right, right around the edge of that sub four hours yeah. at Pikes Peak, which is another pretty notable accomplishment to do, right? Um, yeah. One year I was 12, I think, on a year that they had one year they had his 12th where they had uh, the sky, the world sky, sky runner championships where all these people from Europe came. I thought, I thought I would be, I would do really, really well. I mean, I never thought I would run anywhere near Matt Carpenter kind of times, but I thought I would be, you know, top three, maybe if nobody showed up, I would win. And then I had no idea that it was a sky running championships and all these people <laughs> were so fast. Um, yeah. But yeah, but um, we also, you know, we have, we came to know each other from, um, when you moved to Austin through both the trail running scene and through rogue running, where I was a, an owner of rogue and had started and founded that. Um, and we, when I think in our first conversations, we knew immediately that we were two people who were very different, but who probably would be pretty good friends. I think we also sort of have a little bit of a competitive vibe there, not necessarily competitive in the sense of trying to, from a running perspective, but just sort of that idea of, who two young, who two men are in their world trying to figure out what the boundaries of it. And as I watch you in your, in your life, experiencing fatherhood, experiencing um, being a husband, trying to run a business, there's so many things watching you and your growth as a human being that I'm a little bit older than you, right? So I, I watch your process and I'm like, this is a really good man. This is a human being who is really struggling and trying to be the best human being he can be. And there aren't a lot of people, in my opinion, who are actually operating at that level. 
Um, and for me, whenever I meet people who are doing that, I'm immediately in a situation of here's a person who's a peer who's also in a game I'm playing, which is kind of a meta game, um, yeah. which is how do I be the best human being I can possibly be? And to, I'm a competitive person. So immediately I don't go from this, I'm going to cut my, their head off and shit down their throat kind of point of view, but more like here's a human being who can push me to be better because I watch him be better. So I do think that's something in this overall in this podcast that's going to be an overall all theme is watching two men um, on their own life journeys, working through meta topics, meta context, concepts, but also relating to each other as friends. I'm really hoping that that's an element. And with Jason moving to Buena Vista, Colorado, I'm, I was, I think, a little worried that he and I might disconnect in a way where we wouldn't have the opportunity to do this. So I'm really looking forward to that. And I'm really looking forward. I'm really thankful that you... Um, you you answered my call to say, would you really like to do this? Could you please do this? So um, anyway, for folks who want to know a little bit about me, um, like I said, I'm a lifelong runner. I started running when I was six. I started racing when I was eight. Um, this has been a part of who I am as a human being from an identity perspective for a really, really long time. That has some really wonderful elements. It has some very, very challenging elements. And it's something that I still wrestle with and I'm still struggling with on a day-to-day -day basis of who am I if I'm not a runner? Because that was, um, it's a huge part of who I've been all of my life. And, uh, you know, I was a really successful as a young, as a young runner. I was one of the best, if not the best young runner in Texas. I won the cap 10 K in my age group multiple times as a young kid. I was running really, really fast times, um, both on the roads and on the track. Um, in high school, I went, I grew up in San Antonio, Texas and, um, was the high school state champion in the 3,200 meter, but was also, you know, second and third at the NC, I'm at the, at the high school, big schools, state championships in, um, cross country and in the mile and in the two mile got a college scholarship to the University of Texas and ran there. So you and I are both Longhorns. We both bleed burn orange. And um, I had a really much more successful as a collegiate athlete than I even had at a high school athlete. I really was a really, I really took to the collegiate system and um, the three seasons where you run a cross country season and an indoor season and an outdoor season. And um, I had a really good team of young people who, young men who were trying to be the best they could be. I think in a lot of ways, as we'll unpack in this, uh, hopefully over the course of our podcast, Jason, is the similarities between your military experience and my collegiate athlete experience and how you've got a small group, a small cadre of young men, sort of cohort of young men who are trying to figure out who they are as human beings in a uh, dangerous situation. I'm definitely putting air quotes around my dangerous situation, but certainly from an existential perspective, it was a very dangerous situation every time you got on the starting line. And I'm really interested in like treading a path through that conversation over time. Um, uh, Post-collegiately, I, I did not um, have the kind of career I would have liked. I thought that maybe I could be an Olympian um, and it didn't turn out that way. I, I ran for a couple of years post-collegiately, really had a hard time focusing, spending a lot of time thinking about big existential questions. At this, around the same time, I lost my faith that I had grown up with. I grew up as a, as a fundamentalist, Church of Christ 
Christian. And right around that time, I decided to move away from that Christian faith and then put a lot more pressure on my running for my sort of identity. If I wasn't a Christian, then what was I as a runner? If I wasn't a runner, which that, that then became really problematic. And so I went through, I wouldn't necessarily call it a dark night of the soul because there really wasn't a whole lot of, um, wasn't really a whole lot of suffering, but a whole lot of questioning, perhaps. Um, I did get to represent the university, university uh, the U.S. at the World Half Marathon Championships one year, but I got an injury. Um, you know, I think it was right like around 1998 or so that was really traumatic and basically took me out of any future elite running career. Spent a couple of times coming back to running uh, competitively. But each time it just didn't take um, so in some ways because I'd already started moving into other areas of my life, like running a business, starting my own business. And um, and it was a coaching business. And so there was this idea that maybe if I ran really fast, <laughs> that that would help the benefit, help the business in some kind of way. But it wasn't really a path with heart for me. I didn't feel that. I didn't really want to be competitive. And I kept bringing back these old demons, these real real demons that I had never dealt with that I just kind of pushed into the shadow area of my life and didn't want to deal with. And so um, I also ran into a lot of injury-related issues. Um, something I hope you and I will talk to through over time is sort of the practical aspects of injury, but also these deeper, like what I would call micro-traumas. They might even be bigger than micro-traumas, but I do think it's a little disrespectful for me to talk about some kind of physical injury when someone else might have sexual abuse or physical abuse in their family. But I do think they still... They still sort of play out in a very similar way. Um, and again, I'm not an expert in this area, but I have spent a lot of time working on myself and lots of athletes. And I see how these micro traumas are deeply impacting their day to day life and their future um, self-image, their future experience with being um, competitive athletes and sort of where that sits and how that sits with them. So um, currently I'm in a place with my running where. I'm not. I got you and I are both in a similar spot. I think you're a little bit further ahead than I am, where I went through another sort of phase of saying, I'm going to try to do X. You know, I'm going to try to qualify for the Boston Marathon, which crazily enough, I could have, I've qualified for many times, but I never ran it. Um, I'm 52 years old. So it's like, all right, so maybe this is good for me since I've been coaching thousands of athletes to the Boston Marathon. Maybe I should actually run it one of these days. Um, but I got hurt and it, I, I have sort of been wallowing in this sort of self self uh the stew of misery around why i'm hurt and how i get back out of it and i have all these kinds of ideas about what i might do about that but at the end of the day um i'm not doing a whole lot of running i'm doing a lot of walking and i'm enjoying it but ultimately at the end of the day i am a runner um am i a runner for my whole identity well this is something we'll be unpacking over a many, many episodes, I think. But I yes. do self-identify as a runner and say, this is an important part. I don't self-identify as a hiker or a walker. So um, that's a little bit of background. I think um, we can kind of reach into this topic of like, maybe I'll start here about why I wanted to do this podcast. Since I sort of reached out to you and said, hey, Jason, I have this idea. Would you be interested? Um, I basically... Uh, had stopped podcasting for a number for about a year and a half or two years. I had been doing it pretty consistently for a while. Um, and I decided that I needed to take a break from it. And, um, but I got the bug about three or four months ago and I kept looking for projects, kind of 
options. Um, and I started one with a good friend, Tomek, where we talk about track and field results. And he's also a woo-woo guy. So he and I sometimes talk about um, deep metaphysical and deep sort of spiritual concepts while we're talking about it. But basically, it's just scratching that itch of, I like to watch track and field races, and I want to talk to somebody about them. So I'm doing that. It's called Fanboys. But at the same time, I knew I wanted to do things that were like way deeper that didn't have anything to do about the competitive aspect of running. Um, and they might even at a friend at another level, not have a lot to do with running. I did feel like I needed to ground them with another person who cared about running as a sort of formative uh, artistic act, but who was thinking about them that act within the context of a much more meta picture of a much bigger picture and what might what might integrity be? What might an integral situation be? What might what might cohesion or or wholeness be in from that perspective? And obviously, I mean, I didn't really have to think about a whole lot of people. You were the immediate person that I thought about it about. And then I just hounded you a few times to try to get it to happen. I think I even threw you a crazy psycho esoteric book called The Future of the Body and said, maybe we could do something on this. But my concept here, my idea here was basically just twofold basically number one to continue my friendship with jason because i think he's i think jason you're such a unique and unusual and beautiful human being that i just wanted to be in dialogue with you and with you moving to colorado i was worried that even our even the few times that we would get a chance to do that they might get further and further apart um and then two um i wanted to dialogue about these things without having to be able to necessarily create some kind of product at the end of it, some kind of protocol or some kind of training modality that somebody could benefit from that would be practical in their life. Um, and I'll let it be a little more messy and what I might call, what you might call dialogos, right? Like the letting the, the, the words that we speak sort of live in a space and open up and create a more beautiful thing that it wouldn't be if it's just rattling around in my tiny little tin brain. So that was my vision. Um, when I reached out to you about doing this podcast, what was your vision or maybe what were your fears or what were your thoughts about um, getting started? Uh, I am, uh, <clears throat> you, you know, you, you talked about a little bit earlier that um, you, you saw some common ground in us in trying to become a better person, struggling to find meaning and direction and purpose in life, but always working on it, right? And striving to become a better person. And, um, you know, for, for me, this, this project is uh, squarely in that lens, right? Uh, th this is an opportunity for, for me to explore new topics and ideas that you have, to explore topics and ideas I've already been working on, to explore topics and ideas I haven't, neither of us have gotten to, and then to also talk about them. Like it's one thing to sit around and, and listen to ideas and conversations, to read books. It's an entirely another thing though, to actually sit down with somebody or multiple people and talk about those ideas and competing interpretations of those ideas uh, and then to to bounce around ideas about how to implement some of what you've learned <clears throat> or think you've learned and you know in practical ways in your life and so 
you know, to me, this is one, an opportunity to continue to learn and grow. Um, two, to share that uh, process with other people openly so that hopefully then, you know, it benefits others. Um, and, and then to get feedback from that process, you know, to mm-hmm. the more that we come in contact with other people who find these ideas compelling, the more we'll understand where we might be onto something or not onto something. Um, and then I also, you know, it's, I, I do like, there's a countercultural element to what we're talking about doing, right? There's some part of us that wants to operate inside the machinery in a way, like you said, that sort of subverts it. So we're going to challenge conventional wisdom. We're going to challenge, um, you know, normative ideas or ideals and um, we're going to to offer alternative perspectives um, to to everything in our life from what seems important to what seems trivial and a lot of times we'll turn those two concepts on their head right and what you think is important what so many of us think is important on a day-to-day basis at the end is trivial (laughs) and a lot of things we take for granted are the most important things that we could ever focus on in our life right um and so maybe maybe this is like my uh opportunity to to avoid a midlife crisis by getting better grounded and (laughs) and what's important um and so i'll leave it there before i ramble yeah, you know, I don't know that anybody ever avoids the midlife crisis. I think it's sort of a it's it's, it's a rite of passage. <laughs> but as you said, it's one of those things that you can go through. We can go through um, in a way that's uh, having some level of awareness, right? Some level of awareness that there's going to be as I age, as I move through my life, um, I'm going to change. I love that idea that Heraclitus talks about about you never step in the same river twice. Um, and, you know, our first topic is going to be on worldview. And I do think this is from my perspective, something that one of the most important things that a person can kind of hold loosely in their life is that you each moment, each, each day, however you want to fracture time, um, you're never the same person. You're always changing. And I do hope that this, this whole podcast is about how two human beings are not stepping in the same river twice, or even if we keep stepping in that river, it's like definitely a different river. Um, so, uh, right. well, I, I number, I just, we'll, we'll wrap up this, um, this intro episode. Hopefully we've piqued the interest of some people. And if there's people who hear this and go, Oh no, thank you. That is not my cup of tea. Um, then hopefully there's other projects out there. Believe me, yeah. there are a lot of other running related podcasts that you can listen to. Um, and there's lots of options. So if we are not your cup of tea, um, go somewhere else. But if you, if we're not your cup of tea and you, and you really want to tell us how we're wrong, 
we would love to hear that too. So um, over time, I'm hoping that Jason and I, as after a while, when we get our dialogues rolling, we'll probably be bringing other people into dialogue with us once we've got our rules sort of decided and determined. You know, I've already thought, Jason, I would love early on, maybe in the first 10 or 20 episodes to get on a three-way call between you, me, and Joe Presadis and bring the old man into the into the picture and just talk through um, another person who's been down that ro- this road. You know, I've interviewed Joe before. I know you have spent lots of time picking his brain and talking with him, but he is one of the wisest men I know um, when it comes to uh, viewing um, life from a running lens. And and uh, but maybe there'll be other people that we that we bring in to um, talk about various topics. So, um, anything else you want to share with folks in this introductory episode before we wrap this one up? I think I would just close on um, the podcast name Arete. You're not familiar with this word. Uh, it it is um, in this context. We're drawing on Greek philosophy, more or less, as the roots of of the word. And arete is often simply thought of as excellence or trying to achieve excellence in something. Um, what what is more compelling to me in the meaning of the word and its place in in the Greek philosophic tradition is that it's really about um, the pursuit of realizing one's full potential as a human being. And um, I think that for us, you know, whatever facet of our identity or our interests we're after, in this case, running, if we want to achieve our full potential, we have to open ourselves up to all of the facets of the world and our life and our person and our headspace that are important for us to achieve that full potential. And if we stay in this swim lane of running and coaching and running advice and training plans, and we're leaving out 80% of what one should also focus on to achieve their full mm-hmm. potential. And so we're going to talk about that, that specific lane of running um, but it's it is maybe an anchor point and we're going to go far afield for 80 percent of what we talk about and we'll come back and uh, we'll try to root this in practical and pragmatic lessons for for running and for the human experience through the running lens um, but this is really an exploration of of so much more of what it means to achieve our full potential as athletes, as, as humans. Oh, beautiful. I couldn't have you said that beautifully. And I think it's ultimately, if we can, if we can even tap at that and, and get people to begin to, um, to think a little more deeply about running, um, it'll, filter into their life. This is one of the truths that I believe about running. I I say it's a path with heart. I'm not saying it's the capital T-H-E path with heart, but it's a path with heart and one that can absolutely transform your experience as a human being if you give it the opportunity. But it means that you've got to get outside of that that competitive, time-based, logging your Strava data perspective that says, hey, there's something more to me and there's something more to this experience. And I'm certain that uh, we'll be pulling on those threads throughout this process. So 
thanks everybody for listening to us on this first intro episode. Um, and our first episode will be recorded in just a few more minutes. Um, and it's <laughs> going to be called, we're going to be going through the topic of a worldview, a Weltanschauung, as the Germans say. And um, join us for that. Uh, and we'll be back at you in just a few minutes. <laughs>